Hand Tool Woodworking Shop Notes is brought to you by the following sponsors. This is Hand Tool Woodworking Shop Notes for, what is it, Wednesday, November 6, 2019. My name's Chad LeMay and I'm back in the shop. Um, I have been busy. I was down here on Sunday afternoon um, and I was down here on Monday. What day is it? It's Wednesday. And I got down here yesterday also. So, um, Sunday my wife sent me down here because I blew off all last week. Um, try to make up time. And it's, it's, I'm at the point where I have to, I had to move the shop. So that's what I did. I had to get away from the furnace and all that noise. And, um, so I... I cleared out of space in the in the main part of the basement, away from the furnace and the water heater. Um, I rearranged uh, my grandfather's wood. I got a I got a bunch of wood that's been um, I probably talked about this in uh, in my grandfather's basement, you know, untouched for the last ten years. Um, uh, probably more like twelve. Um, I, yeah, I got into the pine to make the anvil for the um, shaker boxes, and at least I think it's pine, or maybe it's not. I don't even know. Anyway, yeah, I moved a, a big stack of wood. I got a bunch of long planks. I got a bunch of our leftover um, kick plate, not kick plate, our molding for... Our, our cheap molding that we get at the home center to, to install in our house as we finish things. I, I moved a bunch of that. I, all right, so I got the wood up against the wall. I brought my, my janky little tool bench into the main part. I installed a light. I got a new LED, like, ceiling light proper. In the other part of the basement, I had some of those just, like, LED strips that you tack up, like, under your counter or something. Um, or that you sticker and you plug into the wall. This is hardwired, so it's got a switch. I just, we had a, we had a light here, a fluorescent, ugh, what is going on? We had a fluorescent light and the ballast is gone, so it would flicker, but it wouldn't really illuminate. So I just, uh, did some home wiring and, uh, um, unhitched that and plugged the wires into the, the new light and screwed that to the ceiling. Um, so now I have nice light above my workbench, uh, which is, which is great. Um, I still need a, a lamp as I'm facing the work, workbench off to the left side. Uh, that way I don't get a shadow if I'm, if I'm cutting. If you, if you, yeah, if you're into hand tool woodworking, you know what I mean. You want to, anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm illuminated, I moved, um, and let's see, oh, I got a, um, my wife went to Target and she's like, do you want a box fan and an air filter? I was like, yes, I do. So she got me a, a, a cheap Target box fan and, uh, just a general furnace filter 
um, so I could have air filtration down here. Um, doing a lot of resawing, you kick up that super fine dust. Uh, there's no way around it. So having this is going to help a lot. Um, I had it running when I was moving the shop, and uh, it definitely helped. Um, yeah, just cleaning up and moving and kicking up dust, it definitely helps. The um, I took the box fan out of the box and I'm showing my wife how it would work, and I was like, usually you put the the box fan, uh, you put the filter against the 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 back of the fan, the, the, the part that would suck air into it. Um, but this particular fan has the on-off switch right in the center on the back, as well as the outlet, the, the plug or power supply goes right into the center of the back. So I've got it on the other side. Um, so dirty, dirty air goes into the fan, cleaner comes out, whatever, it's fine. Um, it's not like I need dust collection because I got a power sander down here. Oh, let's see, what else? Um, was it yesterday? Yeah, I'm trying to, well, I'm, I'm still trying to get tooled up for shaker box making. Um, I think it was Monday. Was it, I don't know. At any rate, some, either yesterday or the day before, um, I spent probably two hours trying to figure out how to get, I got, my wife got me a hot plate, how to get that up underneath uh, my grandfather's um, stainless steel um, steam box or boiling box. Uh, he's got this awesome, well, I've got it now, but he has this awesome uh, steam box, we'll call it a steam box, that's nine inches wide by, by 45 inches long, um, and it's about four inches deep. Uh, a linge stainless steel hit, uh, lid, hinged stainless steel lid. Um, it's got a port on the end uh, so you could drain it, um, and that's a, a brass fitting there. Um, or I imagine you could uh, like get a wallpaper steamer and plug that in there um, and just blast it full of steam. Um, I'm using it like a boiling box. Is that's what all the professional box makers do? Um, is they they boil their wood to get everything to bend. Uh, supposedly that gives you a little more time and uh, a better result. So the uh, uh, yeah. So with this steam box comes a, basically like a a giant angle iron uh, sawhorse to set it on. Um, with angle iron on the front and the back to hold it rigid um, from sliding back and forth. It's fantastic. Um, and I could have, my, my wife got me a, I think it's a, maybe a six inch little burner. The kind that you like, if you live in a van or something, you cook your tea on that. Um, you plug it into the wall, you put it on the counter, you can let it cool down and put it in a drawer or something. So I've got one of those and I was like, I'm going to use this to get everything to boil. I spent about two hours trying to figure out how to get that up underneath the, uh, the steam box in its cradle, in its sawhorse uh, steel cradle. 
Um, I considered stacking boxes and buckets and chunks of wood and then shimming it up so it touched the bottom. Um, I considered, uh, like it's got little feet, the, the burner has feet on it, so I considered wiring the feet up to the corners of the boxes to try to hold it up tight. Um, in the end, I was like, this is, this is nuts. And I dragged, or drug, let's go with dragged, the, uh, the old workbench that came with the house um, into my shop space. I moved my, I moved my bench a little bit and I dragged this thing from the old basement into the new one. Um, this is a, a beefy old bench. It's got, uh, yeah, the, the top itself is uh, like eight quarter pine. It's got a machinist, uh, an old steelworking machinist vise on the corner. Um, the part of the basement we had it in kind of gets some moisture. So it like made a brown crayon mark with one of the feet um, all the way across the, the floor of the basement um, just because it was kind of rotty. So I've got this behind my bench now. I decided I'll set, um, I'll just have everything on a bench. I'll put my steam box on a bench and then I'll raise the steam box up um, on either end. Um, the, 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 the thickness or the height of the, um, the burner. So I measured the height of the burner. It's three and a half inches. Uh, and I'm looking around, I'm like, great. Now I got to find something that's three and a half inches and I need two of them and they got to be sturdy enough to support stainless steel box full of water or not full of water, but, and I, we have a couple of loose bricks. Those are three and a half inches. I was very excited when I figured that out. Um, sometimes you just have to do dumb things until you figure out something that'll work. Anyway, so I, I set that up, <clears throat> a brick on either end to hold the steam box up. Um, some cedar shingles for shims because I wanted to cant it to one side. That would, that way I wouldn't have to fill the entire bottom with water because I don't, <clears throat> I don't need the length. Um, and uh, a piece of plywood, once I'd shimmed everything up, a piece of plywood under the burner and some shims to keep it up nice and flush and, and tight to the box. I used hot water from the sink, brought it down in a bucket, and I set that burner on high <clears throat> Excuse me, and it wouldn't boil. I couldn't get it to boil for like an hour. Um, eventually, I just uh, threw my workpiece in and, and let it soak. It's <clears throat> you know the sound the kettle makes before it starts to boil. That like yeah, it's like a <laughs> sort of noise. Um, it did that. I don't know. I listened to that for like 40 minutes, um, but it just would not boil. Um, eventually, I just tried to bend the piece, and I broke it in two different places. Um, so there's that. I'm down one. Um, that was, yeah. All right, so that's that. 
Um, yesterday or was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Okay. All this was Monday. Yesterday I put up ceiling in the kitchen and installed a light. So the kitchen ceiling is almost done. Um, after that, I, I came down here and I just need something to do fun in the shop. Um, after the boiling fiasco, or not boiling, I went on Amazon and ordered a double burner. Um, basically the same thing, but with two burners next to it. And if need be, I can have this third one going. Um, that should be arriving today. Um, so yesterday I came down in the shop and I was like, I'm just going to make a, a straight edge. I've had, I've been reaching for a straight edge periodically lately and I go to a, I've got a two foot level and if I need something bigger than that, I've got a four foot level. Um, and I just, they're both just aluminum levels. So, um, what was it from truth to tools or something like that by Jim Tolpin. I downloaded that on uh, one of my phones a while ago and read it, it where he made a bunch of his own shop um, shop appliances. He made a straight edge, among other things. Um, and I figured I'd make one of those. That would give me an excuse to get into my, some of my grandfather's awesome old wood. So uh, I busted out what I believe to be uh, maho mahogany. And, <clears throat> and I planed this out. Yesterday, uh, um, S6S right now. So um, I even got the card scraper out because it's got some nice ribbon, ribbon grain, reversing ribbon grain. Um, so from here, I'll be uh, just playing with my planes, basically. Uh, I can put a curve on it, like like Jim does to get uh, to get a reason to get my card not my card scraper but my uh, my spoke shave out. Um, that's that's what I'm going to be doing this afternoon uh, until should I bend today? If well, it, I guess it depends on when uh, when Amazon shows up with my burners. Um, yeah, so I just. That's where I'm at. I, I success this board and uh, I let it rest down here. Let me measure this. Give you guys a feel for what I'm doing. Almost two inches. Inch and strong three quarters wide by three quarters thick. A shy three quarters thick. Um, is that everything? Yeah. Length by just a kind of an arbitrary length of uh, uh, thirty-one and three quarters ish. Um, I was gonna go for thirty-six, but I was like twenty-three feet. No, like two feet would be nice. A little bit more would be better. So I decided on thirty-two inches. Um, and after flushing up the ends, that's where I'm at. Uh, length doesn't quite matter as long as I got a nice straight edge and yeah, anyway, so I'm going to double check this thing for square.
All right, so it stayed pretty square. Well, it stayed the square as far as I remember. It's exactly the same as I left it the other day. Um, one side has just a whisk or a twist in it, one of the faces. So um, referencing off of the uh, really flat side, I'm bringing it down to about um, three-eighths of an inch thick. Yeah. Um, and using uh, Jim Tolpin's trick of for thicknessing um, by marking all the way around the board uh, to your desired thickness, and then on the side that you're going to waste out, um, basically uh, planing away the the corners. Um, that way, as you well. I don't know. Yeah, you plane away the, the corners down to your scribe line. Um, um, and then, I haven't done this yet, but you'll mark with a, um, a pencil um, all along that, that, that robustly chamfered edge. And then as you plane down, um, your, your pencil marks will uh, start to disappear. And then when you get right down to it, you can pay attention to the wire or the wire edge the um, as you get right down to your knife mark. Uh, so I've just uh, planed off my, my corners. I've got it marked. I've planed off my corners with my scrub plane. Um, and this, uh, this wood is nice, I got to tell you. It's almost crumbly. It's... Uh, it's dry, it's old, it's nice. It's got some crazy grain in it. Um, but, yeah, so I've I planned that down. I'm going to uh, take my pencil to it, and I think I'm going to get after this with uh, with my tri- or my triplane, with my, my jointer plane, um, just because it's got the long sole, and I'll be less likely to dish anything, and I do want to get more accustomed to working with it. Um, I haven't used it as much as I should have. Oh, side note, I, um, well, my wife made delivery on the serving tray, um, and the customer is very happy. Uh, we exchange a bunch of uh, text messages with uh, lots of happy emojis. So thank goodness that she's impressed with that. As far as between me, you, and the lamppost, um, I screwed up the uh, the show face of the base um, by overworking it with the with the card scraper and my smoothing plane, trying to get the tear out out of it. Um, I actually brought it out of flat, so I should have been I don't know trying to I should have been doing something else. Um, I should have been more diligent about maybe scraping the whole thing. I've got a cabinet scraper. I probably should have whipped that out. Um, that way I could do the whole thing rather than just uh, do localized spots to try to dig out, tear out. Um, so lesson, lesson learned on that. Um, and yeah, so the triplane's coming out today. And this is gonna create tear out when I was using it yesterday to square this thing up, it did create tear out. Um, but I got my car scraper out, and I just 
I card scraped the whole thing from like all the way down the line rather than just the well it got ribbon grain so the tear out was the whole length of it but um, as long as you scrape the entire thing after flattening it should stay flat right that's my theory anyway let's keep planing the stuff is fun to plane um, and I like this method um, you can go for it you can see when you're getting closer without having to, to bend over and and uh, look at the side of the, or the edge of the board. Um, there's a, so I'm, and for the most part, I'm going with the grain, but there's a ribbon, uh, reversed grain, kind of right down the middle. So I'm getting a, almost a full, well, yeah, I'm getting a full width for the width of the piece of the board that I'm actually shaving right now. Um, so I'm getting a, let's call it a full width shaving. Um, but in the middle, there's reversing grain, so that's, uh, breaking out so the middle of the shaving is is like almost yeah it's like chippy and broken and um, like huge chunks of dust more or less uh, I'm, I'm tempted to experiment with sound effects so here's a here's a here's a shaving the whole thing that's what that sounds like I'm getting closer now, um, and I just re uh, re-highlighted my my cha my chamfers with uh, uh, with white chalk, and that's it's made it a lot easier to see. I can tell you that. So that's the move. Get something that's uh, highly visible. All right, I'm all planed out. Um, I switched to the smoothing plane when I got right down to it, and I didn't want to go past my uh, the the wire edge. Um, and that was, that was good. I was able to really reduce the tear out that I was getting off of the jointer. Um, it's still not, you know, finished perfect, but I can, I can hit it with a card scraper, which I'm going to do. But, um, I just spent the last few minutes trying to, f uh, figure out the working edge. So like a, a thin edge, um, that needs to be straight, uh, by drawing lines, uh, rotating, um, rotating the, the straight edge, and trying to draw the same line. I thought I had a belly, um, but it turns out I was making a bow, uh, and I was making it worse as I was trying to fix it. So I tried the other edge, the one that I just jointed yesterday and left alone, and that one's perfect um, on both edges it's perfect uh, so that is a straight edge so I've got a, a, a functional straight edge I've marked the edge that is going to be the working edge um, so now I just have to shape it I do do a little bit of layout and shape it um, should I do a handle I just did a couple of handles for that serving tray and it's kind of a pain in the butt I don't know I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing some layout to to uh, try to do a fair curve on this um, on the non-working edge. That way, there's only one edge I have to worry about. Um, some of the designs I've seen on the internet call for tapering down to a thinner working edge. That's that way. It's easy. You can get you get. It's easier to see light underneath um, if you're checking for straight it's easy to see light underneath if you have a, a thinner 
uh, working edge on your straight edge. I don't think I'm going to do that. It's hard enough to, or maybe I will. I don't know. Let me let me uh, let me lay out a curve and I'll think about it. We'll see. All right, I've laid out a curve. I I wanted to uh, just find something flexible and bend it and boom, be done with that. Uh, just trace out whatever flexed. I tried it with the back of a, a handsaw and that wasn't working. It's yeah, I couldn't get that to work for me. So um, what I did was I <coughs> I laid out one. One half at a time. So I <clears throat> measured in from from each end uh, 14 inches, which left me a random spot in the middle that's almost 4 inches. So across that 14-inch span on one side, I divided it into uh, four uh, quadrants. I made a mark at 7 inches, at 10 and a half and at three and a half um, from the the top edge, the non-working edge, as well as I got my 14 inch mark. And then I divided the uh, the end into into four and I added a, uh, a quarter inch from the working edge. So um, let's just say this thing is is two inches. I made a mark at one inch and a, and a half inch and an inch and a half. And then I've got one a quarter inch up from the working edge. So from the non-working edge, the top of the of the board, across from the working edge, um, at the handle, so that's a full 14 inches from the, uh, the end, um, I made a mark to my first line, so a very uh, shallow, a shallow taper from the 14 inch mark to the, the first, um, the first tick. And then where that crossed my second line, um, at, what was it? 10 and a half. Nope. 11. Did I do seven and a half? Uh, looks like I did. Whatever. All right, so I basically just stepped off doing the paper. Um, I made a, sh a shallow line from 14 inches to a half inch. Um, and then from 14 inches divided by 4, whatever that mark should have been, um, I started from that point, and I went down to a half inch, moved to... to seven inches, uh, moved to an inch and a half, and drew a line to an inch and a half. So I've got kind of a progressive, uh, a progressive sweep. I'm gonna fare this out um, when I waste away the material, because right now it kind of steps um, as the angle becomes more dramatic, and I'll probably round over the edge. Um, rather than just leave that quarter inch squared off. Um, and this now kind of asks, asks for a handle to be put in the middle. Um, let's see if I can get away with it. If, but I am going to clean up my bench a little bit and then take away some of this material.
All right, I just got down to about, I'm almost touching the line on one side, and I got about two uh, within a eighth or a quarter of an inch. Well, yeah, no, that's an eighth, within an eighth of an inch on the other side. Um, using my scrub plane, I got I got down that close to the line. Uh, that's that's as close as I dare using a scrub plane. Um, so I'm going to... Well, I'm going to apologize. I just listened back to uh, what I just did, and um, geometry doesn't translate well to a podcast, especially for somebody as adept as math uh, math as I am. So, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so let's switch over to the spoke shave. All right, I got this. I got the straight edge uh, top of it shaped appropriately. Um, I didn't, yeah, okay, so to shape it, I used the scrub plane to, to get it close, and then I used the um, the spoke shave to, to fare out the curve, and I like it. It's a nice, gentle, sweeping curve. Um, I haven't rounded over the, the very ends yet. I think I'm going to end up doing that with a chisel um, the spoke shave that's a little tight of a radius and I've got a pretty 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 big gap uh, as far as the mouth goes on the spoke shave so um, we'll, we'll do that uh, with a chisel uh, and having this shape it, it pretty much demands that there be uh, a handle hole in the middle of this um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that out okay all right, I, uh, I drilled my holes, but we're gonna switch gears here. Um, I drilled my holes and they are just a whisker offset from one another. Um, should I back up even further? Yeah, I use a 3 8 spade bit in the, no, it's not a 3 8 it's a 3 quarter spade bit in the drill press. Um, I tried to line everything up perfectly. I got a line referenced off my working edge. Um, a uh, little indent to to start start the hole and everything, and one of them, I mean, I'm looking at the two circles. One of them is the the line that I drew is one of them is perfect. It's right through the center, and the other one is just offset down a little bit. So uh, when I connect these, I'll have to do a little extra finesse work to make it look correct. Um, but I'm gonna put this. Uh, I'm gonna put this project away for a, for for the rest of the day. Actually, um, it's almost quitting time, and Amazon just friggin' showed up. So I got a double burner, um, and I want to get that up under there um, and see if two burners is enough juice to get this water hot. So I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right, this is probably going to work. Um, I've had both burners on for about a half an hour now. Um, it sounds like it wants to boil. It's not boiling. Um, the water is hot enough to be throwing off steam when I open it. Um, yeah, it's probably going to boil. The other day, I started with hot water. Uh, from the sink and today I'm just I just started with you know 
the water that was already in the in the tank so that was probably 65 degrees something like that whatever it is here in the basement um, and we're making progress I mean the yeah the burners are cycling on and off I've only got the the two burner unit going right now I didn't feel like blocking up the uh, the other single that I got so I think I'm in business unfortunately for tomorrow um, it's it's quitting time here so yeah a couple of beginnings today um, at any rate yeah so I'll definitely be back down tomorrow um, Friday we'll see I've got to help my dad move some stuff so probably not but um, tomorrow for sure this has been hand tool woodworking shop notes um, my name is Chad LeMay there, there won't be any pictures on Instagram today uh, but thanks for listening, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow.